2: John Hennigan in studio okay. and we have on the line with us of course the Grizz and of course they don't call him the teddy bear they call him the Grizz for a reason right Grizz
3: yeah they don't call me a teddy bear all these pretty girls call me the
2: teddy bear <laughs> <laughs> hey we're going to have a great show um,
3: we always some, do well that's nothing new
2: and with the you and I together it's got to be good right
3: Well, yeah, it better be.
2: (laughs) But you know what we're going to talk about a bit today is fishing. Because actually, sometimes we don't even talk about fishing on Fish Talk Radio. But what we want to do is figure out um, fishing is a, you know, it should be, they say baseball is a national sport. I think fishing is a national sport. And, you know, the idea of getting the families together It's summertime, uh, find a lake or a stream or no matter where you are, anywhere you can find a place to do it and we're going to be given some ideas on maybe where to go and and uh it, it's always fun to go fishing as as we say that uh, fish don't live in ugly places but if you get a little tug on the line that helps a lot so what the the tradition grizz in the united states really is about families and fishing
3: well, John, it's like I always say, you know, go to a kid and say, do you remember the best day you ever had playing an Xbox?
4: <laughs>
3: and they look at you, uh, no. That's now, great. Now, do you remember the best day you ever went fishing? <laughs> yeah, I do. I caught a really big one and it was wonderful.
2: Well, wow, that's great, Grizz. I like that.
3: So, I mean, you know, it's, it marks you, and us being fathers that we are, you know, you want your kid to remember something. He's not going to remember that Xbox when he's 30 years old, mm-hmm. but by golly, he'll remember that fish he caught or didn't catch. Or didn't catch Being that. out there in nature.
2: Right. All right. Chris, that's great. We're going to have to go to a quick break. We're going to come back, and we're going to be talking to uh, uh, Stan, who has a great place in California for for us to go visit, and then we've also got some uh, technical information from Berkeley and uh, some help you out with uh, keeping things cool and warm. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio, we're going to be right back with you. Go to FishTalkRadio.com.
0: For your outdoor adventure in the West, calparksco.com is required. CalParks has 24 prime locations for camping, fishing, or boating. Shasta Trinity Recreation Area is breathtakingly beautiful with all amenities, offering the best camping in California. California's largest reservoir, Diamond Valley, is just 90 miles from Los Angeles or San Diego, designed for an incredible fishery. At Silver Falls Lodge in Oregon, no need to rough it. Stunning beauty and first-class accommodations. Whatever your desire, calparksco.com has it. Join us at Via Del Palmar in the islands of Loretto for a world-class fishing adventure. Compete for thousands of dollars in cash and prizes. Choose from three packages, a three-night stay for two in a deluxe studio room, fishing tournament fee, entry into the golf tournament at the new golf course, plus awards dinner. Non-anglers can choose up to four services at the resort's award-winning spa and wellness center. The Dorado Fishing and Golf Tournament begins June 29th and runs through July 2nd. It offers opportunity to catch Dorado at peak season with an entry fee of just $375 per person based on a team of four. All-inclusive packages that include meals and beverages, even an option with round-trip airfare on Alaska Airlines from Los Angeles to the islands of Loreto. Packages start at just $800 per person based on double occupancy. Come experience the luxury of Via del Palmer at the Islands of Loreto. Visit us at Via Del Loreto.com Dorado 2016.
3: I got out my shovel and went out to dig some bait. Got a pail with some worms and I headed for the lake.
2: Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio. And we have with us, well, sort of with us today. We've got us uh, uh, not exactly in the studio, but we have the Grizz that's uh, talking to us from the City of Peace, uh, La Paz, Baja California, sir. And Grizz has... He's got multiple television shows, and who knows what else he's got going right now. But he started off his career in, uh, what you say, was it uh, Wyoming or Montana, Chris? Montana. Montana. John, I
3: started filming in 1979 uh, in Montana, and from there went to Alaska.
2: Wow. Ever since you were, what, uh, eight, nine years old, huh?
3: Yeah, I was four, John. (laughs) (laughs) I wish.
2: And we also have Stan Wong, who's the general manager of Lake Chabot. And you know, Lake Chabot may not jump to uh, you know the front of your mind if you don't live in California or even in the area. But we're gonna start off, we're gonna be talking to, you know, Cal Park's company about some of the different opportunities throughout the summer. So if you're thinking of coming to California, if you live in California and you're looking for Uh, a a place to take the family. Let's go ahead and talk to Stan Wong, General Manager of Lake Chabot.
5: Hi there. How are you?
2: Fantastic. Now, first of all, give us a little bit of an idea of where you're located, Stan.
5: Okay. um, Yeah, we're just uh, tucked away in the suburbs of uh, Cache Valley. It's about 45 minutes away from San Francisco. Um, probably about 10 minutes or 15 minutes away from Oakland, and um, it's a very scenic destination. Uh, We like to think of it as uh, one of the Bay Area's best kept hidden secrets. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that makes uh, Lake Chabot special is that it wants seventh place in America's top uh, 100 places to fish and bow. um, I'm
2: sorry, to fish and bow?
5: Yeah, to fish and bow, for boating and fishing.
2: Oh, boating and fishing. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Wow. That's that's impressive.
5: Yeah. Out of all the lakes around the uh, the nation, we uh, a couple of lakes in the Bay Area. Um, Lake Chabot is yeah number seventh, and uh, I think Bell mm. is number eleventh. That's a very popular fishery well, out here. It, too, so. is
2: it was it trout, bass, or, or catfish, or what is it that you're primarily? Um, trout,
5: uh, bass, catfish, uh, bluegill, crappie. We we have a lot of the freshwater strains out here. Um, Except for stripers, no stripers in this lake. Mm-hmm. We actually um, just this last year, we actually um, had a record-breaking or near record-breaking bass um, that weighed in at sixteen point sixteen point six pounds 6 so. Yeah, and uh, it was uh, caught by one of our employees. So, Wow.
2: feeding uh, Well, of course, for Grizz, that's uh, they, they, he uses those for bait, right, Grizz? <laughs>
3: Uh, well, John, I'll tell you, six-pound bass is good anywhere. But, yes, that's about, uh, if I'm fishing marlin, that's too small. Yeah. Well, you know, when I fish this big black marlin, I use a tuna that's 25 pounds.
2: Yeah. Well, you said that was 16 pounds, right, Stan?
3: 16 pounds, yeah, yes, sir. That's, oh, that's 16 a, pounds is a heck of a fish. That's a huge You better bass. believe it. I, my biggest... Uh, Bass that I've got is nineteen and three quarters, and my second one is sixteen pounds. That's one heck of an animal.
2: Were those in Were those in Mexico or in uh, Montana?
3: Mine were all in Mexico, John. Yeah. So what you're telling me, if you've got fish up to sixteen pounds, then you've got the Florida strain bass stocked into that lake.
5: We do. And that makes for some great fishing. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's uh this lake has never been known for uh for its bass fishing, but it's slowly making its way out there. A lot of people catch a lot of trout out here and catfish, and that's usually the main fish that most people catch.
2: Well that's um if you got trout yeah. that's why the bass gets so big.
5: <laughs> yeah, you better believe,
3: believe it. It's a proven fact that bassity trout are the fastest growing bass in the world. And especially, can you imagine this? People better listen to this. If you want to catch a big fish, now he said he caught a 16. Pound bass, but an employee. So I'm sure that employee probably wasn't that good. So we were out there and started hitting some big plugs. You might just be surprised what you pull out because they're eating the fastest growing food in the world to makes them grow the fastest, and that's trout.
5: Hmm. Absolutely.
2: Well, I, I didn't. Well, I, I know they well, like them. I didn't know that, that.
5: There's a lot bigger bass out here too.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, give us an idea of what facilities are there, uh, Stan. I mean, it's, it's a short uh, distance, so you can just do a day trip. But if somebody's uh, oh, somebody's traveling around in their RV or whatever it is and they want to stop at Chabot, what kind of facilities do you have?
5: Oh, absolutely. Um, facilities, uh, there is a campground uh, located uh, probably about 10 miles away from the marina. Um, It offers camping, RV hookups, and down at the marina, we do, um, like I said, we do a lot of boat rentals um, anywhere from kayaks, electric boats, patio boats. Um, We don't offer any gas-powered boats for rental um, just because uh, we're very environmental friendly around here and Hmm. um, we don't want people complaining about the noise. Interesting. And and the boats that we have are more than uh, efficient enough to get you around the way. You said they're electric? Uh, There are electric.
2: Oh, interesting.
5: Yeah, that's so great. You don't have to listen
3: to all that racket. <laughs> and they're a lot safer, too, because you get those motors on there, and they start zipping around, and somebody's going to get hurt.
5: Yes. Yes.
3: Now, when you're in campground, you know, like camping out, what type of wildlife do you have coming up, nosing around?
5: Nosing around, um, just a typical deer, raccoons, um, occasionally um, a few skunks. But uh, no, not too much. The park is pretty uh, – it's held together pretty pretty well by East Bay Regional Parks. Do so.
3: you get any coyotes or fox come up to check out the, the campsites?
5: Not so much. I've seen maybe one or two foxes since I've been here, and I've been here for about 12 years.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: So, so, not and too no much, coyotes. They're definitely around. Coyotes, uh, you can hear them from a distance, but I've never seen one in person.
3: Well, you know, they really don't like mixing with people anyway. And, you know, there's a lot of fear about coyotes and things like that. Ah, uh, guys, if you see a coyote, you should sit there and look at them. They're actually beautiful critters. And they're not going to hurt you anyway. Just don't leave your food out because they'd like to pick it up and run off with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but they're not going to hurt you. You got owls at night, like the great horned owl, because that's... A good area for great horns and short
5: horned owls. We do. We actually have um, we, we actually have a pair of nested uh, bald eagles around here too, um, oh, really? and a couple of barn owls. Yeah. So, um, they nested here. The bald eagles nested here probably about a good five years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, on a good day, you know, you'll see them catching trout out of the water. It's it's amazing. It's a truly amazing sight. Well, I'm, uh, I'm most of the time they're hanging out by the dam.
2: Stan, I'm a little curious about these electric boats because um, yes. I, you know, I've seen some that they use in the harbors, you know, and some of the small lakes. Uh, but give us some more information about these boats and, you know, how how, you know, how much time can you spend on the water with them?
5: Uh, with uh, with electric boats on the motors, uh, most of the boats for the standard electric boats, we run uh, Minkota motors. Uh, with a couple batteries, a uh, couple gel mm. cell batteries, so they'll last uh, quite a bit depending on the usage. And some of the bigger boats, we use these um, uh, motors from uh, Ray Electric Motors from Florida, and they're actually they're absolutely amazing. Um, but
2: they make good fishing fishing platforms.
5: Oh, absolutely, mm. and they're pretty fast too. You you would think for an electric boat it would move pretty slow, but these things actually keep up the charge and keep up with the power um, quite well. And when you know, with our lakes, it actually cre- uh, some of the bigger boats that we have actually creates a little bit of wake, mm-hmm. but not enough to where it would disturb. Well, that's uh, you know, that's interesting. It, boat.
2: Yeah, I don't know of any other lake or marina that that does that. That's very interesting, and uh, I'm sure it makes it a lot more relaxing. And you know, like we said, fish don't live in ugly places. So if you're cruising around, the main thing is um, the, you know, as, as Grid says. Uh, um, um, you know put the xbox away and and get out and and experience the real thing not uh, um not, not well, it's
3: what horse, I too. always say, John. Get the kids outside. Let them breathe some fresh air. Show them the bald eagles you got out there around the lake. Sit up at night and hope the little ornery raccoon passes mm-hmm. by. And the only television they should watch is my show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, the lake is uh, C-H-A-B-O-T, correct, Chabot? Yes, sir. Okay, so just Google Lake Chabot. Uh, give Stan a call, and he'll fix you up, and uh, you'll have a great time. Thank you, Stan. We appreciate you hanging in there.
5: Thank you. I appreciate the call. Hey, woman. get the young this
0: For your outdoor adventure in the West, CalParksCO.com is required. CalParks has 24 prime locations for camping, fishing, or boating. Lake Comanche has 54 miles of shoreline and three marinas west of San Francisco, known locally as Monster Lake because of the big fish in abundance. Lake Hemet is surrounded by the majestic beauty of tall pines and giant oaks in the mountains of Southern California, a majestic vacation spot. CalParks Company is your prime location for outdoor adventures
1: in the West.
0: Join us at Via del Palmar in the islands of Loretto to experience an incredible world-class fishing adventure and compete for thousands of dollars in cash and prizes. The Dorado Fishing and Golf Tournament begins June 29th through July 2nd and offers an opportunity to catch Dorado during its peak season with an entry fee of just $375 per person based on a team of four. Located on the Sea of Cortez, known as the Aquarium of the World, the Islands of Loreto are known for their calm indigo waters and nearly 1,000 species of fish. The Islands of Loretto offers guests the chance to hook their next big catch, including striped marlin, yellowfin tuna, grouper, and dorado. Please join us for the Via Del Palmar's first golf tournament on the spectacular new world-class golf course. Come to experience the luxury at Via Del Palmar at the Islands of Loretto visit us at via del Palma, dorado 2016.
4: fishing
2: when can go welcome back to fish talk radio this is John Hennigan in studio and we still have the Grizz and now we also have one of our favorite guests is John procknow who is uh, probably responsible for catching more fish in the united states than any other single person i would guess and that's because he is the one that uh researches and produces some of the best artificial baits and lures that anywhere and we say best is because they work and they're proven to work so anyway john welcome to fish talk radio
4: glad to be back john
2: and we are on the break. We just, uh, Grizz came on, and uh, Grizz was talking about catching bass. Now, what was that about, Grizz?
3: Well, I I went up to Sinaloa, and I was bass fishing. And a few months back, probably years by now, uh, John gave me some of these gold baits. And I'll tell you what, they just, I, Charles and I just kicked but we made uh, two shows in one day because we were catching so many fish on it. And then we took the same thing and went over to the estuaries in the Bocana and caught corvina. And uh, we caught halibut. We caught uh, spotted bay bass, sand bass on the same exact lures. I mean, there was no, say, oh, well, we're in saltwater. We're going to change it. No, mm. we just used the same be thing. Darn and caught fish.
2: Now, Grizz, were these uh, uh, plastic impregnated baits, or what were they?
3: Well, yeah, they're, they're the plastic baits, they're mm-hmm. the things that have the little wiggly tails. Yeah. <laughs> but there's one thing I want to say to John. John, when I was a kid, I used to have to go dig up night crawlers and get my hands all gooey and nasty, because I ate those things, and stick them on a hook. Well, since you came out with all these great plastic baits, we don't have to do that anymore. And so my wife is happy because I don't get my pants dirty. I'm happy because I don't get my hands dirty. And the worms are really happy. Thank you, John.
2: (laughs) Well, not only that, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, let's say the more feminine gender or younger people are not interested in uh, Grabbing a worm and, and sliding it all the way down on a hook, so this makes it real simple.
3: Well, I'm not a younger people, or I'm not a, a female gender, and I don't like it.
2: <laughs> hey, John, um, let's let. Okay, um, Grizzly, is still hey, there? We lost John. Yeah, John. We'll, we'll get we'll get him back on. But uh, let's, uh, let's let's kind of follow the idea. That we talked a little bit about um, is getting uh, getting people out on the water, and it 's always a lot more fun if you get a little tug on the end of the line mean it's you know it 's great to be out there with a the bobber in there and stare at it for hours, I suppose but i 'm not a very patient angler; I like to catch fish.
3: I like just being outside, John. You know, and looking at my surroundings, as long as I don't have a bunch of people around me. Got Listening to the birds, hearing okay. the trees sing as the wind blows. Okay,
2: Grizz, uh, we were able to reestablish satellite connection with John Prock now. And, John, if you're there, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the other things that are coming out of your laboratory. John, John are you there? Well, anyway, we'll keep we'll keep trying. But uh um you can try the other number if you want. But anyway, Grizz, um you know, the idea of using the same bait freshwater and saltwater, but when you when you're out um what what kind of lures or bait do you let's go saltwater and then freshwater. Just give us an idea what your favorites are.
3: Well, are we fly fishing, John, or are we... Well,
2: no, we we haven't gone into that yet. That would be a different subject.
3: All right. Well, the thing of it is, is if I'm saltwater and trolling, I'm going to use the big squids, the big popper stuff. And if I'm casting, like back in the estuaries, okay. I love swim baits. Okay. You know, with a lead head on them, uh, about an ounce head on it, uh, eagle claw hook. And then a swim bait. We'll and that seems to work the best for me.
2: Okay. The colors okay. All right. well, I
3: like on them are white, uh, salt water.
2: Grizz, let's get back in. Well, we think we've tried to reestablish contact with John. Hopefully, John, are you there? No,
5: lost him again.
2: Well, wow, that's strange. Anyway, go ahead, Grizz.
3: And then when I'm, uh, you know, in the salt water, fresh water, I don't need that heavy a thing. I'll use a half-ounce jig head, and I'll use a swim bait, and I'll use either a black-top white belly or a blue-top white belly and throw it up against the banks, you know, and then just jig it down. So you move it up, and as it falls back down, that tail's moving back and forth really fast. So what it does, it looks like a sick minnow. And that works really good. The only problem, if you're in the rocks for some reason, that jig head likes to go right in between them, and then you're stuck. But we, Charles, and I catch an awful lot of fish doing that.
2: Well, so on, on, on that's
3: a, my favorite.
2: Okay. Now, do you have any uh, uh, techniques that you use on a lead head?
3: Well, uh, you well, You just you just stick it on the lead head. You know, uh, as you do, you put the hook in and keep forcing the the, uh, bait up towards the head. And when you get halfway, just push the the, uh, hook out Mm -hmm. to the top and then you slide it all the way into... Next to the head.
2: Well, we're going Now,
3: the Berkeley swim baits, they have a slot in there, mm-hmm. so it makes it a lot easier.
2: Right. Well, Grizz, I think we've got John Prock now back on the line, but let's find out. Johnny. are you there?
4: Yes, I'm sure here. There I'm you are. I think Grizz is having a good time with us. We designed those swim baits, with those slots, in them just to make them easier for the anglers to rig, and they get better hook penetration when you're setting a hook on those fish.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, John, what do you have coming out, uh, maybe for this summer or for just recently out, uh, that people should know about?
4: Well, in the, uh, um, Gulf series, we've got some new colors coming out and some of the, uh, preferred shapes that everybody's tried and true already. Uh, we've also got some, of uh, the, uh, uh, new, uh, uh Berkeley heartbaits coming out with the diggers and the pit bulls and things like that, some of the ones that are really aimed at uh, more of the freshwater market, the bass and things like that. We've worked with uh, David Fritz to come up with some of the new and innovative types of mines and baits that will get down deeper, faster, for the guys that are really wanting to crank those and get them deep and not get all beat up from the the rod and the pull on the bait. So Mm -hmm. those are some of the things that are coming right now and should be showing up on the shelves already.
2: And, you know, obviously, I think, I guess it was uh, power bait that you came up with first and then gulp. And um, gulp, I know, it, it works really well in salt water. Uh, power bait, you know, works probably better in fresh water, but, you know, you can use both of them for all of them. You've got them all. Um, and what other uh, scents and types of bait have you been coming up with that, that we should know about?
4: Yeah, and you're exactly right with that. And some people on Grizz said it right on the head. You can cross over from freshwater baits into saltwater and easily catch the same uh, amount of fish, whether they're freshwater or saltwater. What we've actually done in our products is we just kind of custom or tailored the, the scent and flavor that we put into the baits. So if it's the same for saltwater, we put a few more things in there that the... the uh Bottom fish and rock fish, and some of the pelagics. Pelagics like a little bit better. And in the freshwater things, we'll leave those out and uh, put more in the freshwater things that uh, we found in our laboratories that those types of species respond to better.
2: Hmm. Hey John, this uh, this is an off the wall question. In you know, the next uh, week or so, I'm going to be going up to uh, uh, Ketchikan, Alaska, and trying to get some halibut. And normally, what you do is you le- use uh, uh, like half of a pink salmon and drop it down with a heavy weight, and sit there and wait for them to look for the smell and come in to hook them up. Um, but I, those big white tails with a lead head that sometimes you use for lingcod or, or halibut do you have any Do you have any thoughts on that?
4: Oh, definitely. And I've got some personal experience with that. That's some of my favorite fishing because I really like to eat fish. And some of those big white flat fish are some of the tastiest around. But the uh, Berkeley 8-inch Power grub has been very, very good. designed it actually for those types of fish in Alaska. And then the culp got some uh, 6-inch swimming mullets that uh, work real good. They've got that swimming action tail, and we actually drift for the albus and fish like that. We don't just sit there and wait well, for them. to go to them.
2: Okay, well, do you do you, but you dra- let it drag on the bottom, or what? how do you do that?
4: What I do is I'll hold it up, I'll hit the bottom, and I'll bring it up about six, eight inches off the bottom. Just bounce it? And just jig it there, yeah. And once okay. in a while, hey, here's a trick trick for
2: you. A bunch well, of, if, a boat. If, if, if you want someone to try it out for you, let me know.
4: Oh, I'm there. i got some sitting in the lab right now, All but right. Uh, the way to take a fish away from your angling buddies on the other side of the boat, you got those big leadheads, using sometimes 10 to 20 ounces. Just bounce it on the bottom a little bit. It's wow. Just that bit didn't get, get it, the hooks into them. Okay. Bounces on the bottom a little bit, lift it up, and they'll come right
2: there over you here. Go. Okay. Well, we're going to have to go. Gris, you're going to stick around. John, we're going to let you go. We appreciate all that. Sorry about the communication problem. So I guess we'll have to bring you back again pretty soon. But, uh, yeah, you you got my shipping address, so let's uh, let's try that out.
4: I'm sure you have some to try.
2: Thank you, John. I appreciate that very much. You are listening, John. Hang on for a okay. minute, would you? I want go to ahead.
3: talk to you in the commercial break. Okay.
2: Anyway, but we we got just uh, about another 20 seconds. But uh, Berkeley, you don't have to worry about where to find out because it's everywhere. But if someone wants some specific information, John, can they can they go someplace to get questions answered?
4: Oh, yes. We've got a website. You can go to uh, berkeleyfishing.com, and there's okay. a fishing website that's got all of our brands. But uh, berkeleyfishing.com.
2: And Perfect. You all your answers. Perfect. Okay. Th- thanks a lot, John. We'll be uh, back with you with Fish Talk Radio. You can go to fishtalkradio.com and listen to this show again and again and again.
0: Join us at Via Del Palmar in the islands of Loretto for a world-class fishing adventure. Compete for thousands of dollars in cash and prizes. Choose from three packages, a three-night stay for two in a deluxe studio room, fishing tournament fee, entry into the golf tournament at the new golf course, plus awards dinner. Non-anglers can choose up to four services at the resort's award-winning spa and wellness center. The Dorado Fishing and Golf Tournament begins June 29th and runs through July 2nd. It offers opportunity to catch Dorado at peak season with an entry fee of just $375 per person based on a team of four. All-inclusive packages that include meals and beverages, even an option with round-trip airfare on Alaska Airlines from Los Angeles to the islands of Loreto. Packages start at just $800 per person based on double occupancy. Experience the luxury of Via del Palmer at the Islands of Loreto. Visit us at Via Del Loreto.com, Dorado 2016.
4: Everybody fishing. Everybody fishing. Everybody, fishing.
6: everybody, fishing. everybody
2: fishing. I might just fish some Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio. And we've still got the Grizz. Uh, he's giving everybody a hard time, but he's got some great information. I appreciate your help uh, today, Grizz. And
3: oh, you're welcome, John. It's always a pleasure to be on the show.
2: Well, we've been talking about where to fish, what to fish with, and let's see if we can come up with something else to help with your experience. Um, You know, just in case you happen to actually catch some fish, we have Brian Hatch on the line with us from AO Coolers that might be able to help out a little bit. Um, Brian, uh, welcome to Fish Talk Radio. Oh, thank Thanks for having me on. We've had you before, but I'd like to go over again. What is it? Oh, by the way, this is your, what, 25th anniversary?
7: Uh, last year was our 25th. So this year, actually, we're going on our 26th year of uh, making coolers. Yeah.
2: Well, I'll tell you what, there's coolers and there's coolers. But, uh, you know, these are something completely different than everybody's been thinking about. So why don't you give us an idea what it is, and then we'll figure out what to do with it.
7: Okay. Um, Well, like I said, we've been uh, making the coolers for uh, 26 years now. Um, We started out uh, in the industrial part of the business uh, selling the coolers to the the meat packers uh, and actually the fish salesmen. So they'd go around to uh, sell their fish and meat to customers, and they needed a a bag that not only kept the uh, product uh, fresh and cold, but they needed it durable uh, because not everyone uses a cooler every day. But when you're a salesman, you're going around selling meat, uh, you're using that thing five uh, five days out of the week, um, so the the coolers that they used to use would only last about a year or so, uh, and then they started you know using ours, and they're lasting you know five to six years being used you know five five times a week. Um, so soon the uh, public got notice of it and everything, and uh, we started selling to the public and. Like I said, have been doing it for uh, 26 years now, so it's yeah. been, uh, been pretty popular with
2: us. Well, Grizz hasn't got the opportunity to try it yet, but we've been talking about it, and there's just something about it that I just really like. I said, I got one sample from you, and everybody keeps trying to steal it from me. <laughs> but uh, they, well, first of all, they work.
7: Yeah, that's, I, a big, that's a big thing with, with soft sided coolers. You have to make sure they they don't leak. Yeah. The was a problem with some of the more inexpensive ones. They didn't use a real strong uh, liner uh, in there. Uh, so what we did, uh, we we made a, a strong liner in there, so it, it doesn't leak, uh, it doesn't crack uh, at all or anything, um, and just stays real strong. So. What we what we just kind of switched to because it used to be all PVC. Uh, we switched to a TPU liner, which is thermoplastic polyurethane. So what's nice about it compared to the PVCs that were didn't uh, biodegrade and weren't really friendly to the environment and stuff like that. Uh, TPU uh, actually has a unique monitor structure that it will. Uh, be friendly for the earth, so it uh, decomposes after years when you put it away. And it doesn't have any PVCs. At well, of course,
2: all. you're going to be using it for many years before that. But, yeah. uh, you know, when I think, you know, a lot of people think a south sided cooler, you're thinking about something that you put a six pack of Coke or beer in and take it to the beach, or something you bring your ice cream home in the store. But this is something completely different. This is it is a piece of equipment that is more efficient than the plastic hard-sided coolers,
7: Yeah, so much easier to use. uh, With our with our customers is you know uh, people going and and like Grizz who's down in uh, Mexico and stuff. uh, You can take our thirty-six pack and bring it down, go fishing down in Mexico, and you can bring fifty pounds of fish back. And now the cooler only weighs, you know, three pounds and stuff like that. So you're not going to get charged. And when you're going down there, a lot of people bring their clothes and put it in there and use it as a carry-on. Mm-hmm. can't do it with a hard cooler. So it saves the people lots and lots of money coming back fishing from Mexico.
2: Well, I've, that's that's that, that's my plan. But uh, Well, you
3: know, yeah, let me interrupt you guys a minute. You know, saying coolers and talking about coolers and keeping six-packs cold and all of that, that's just. What a cooler does, but when you got a soft cooler that you can actually mold in things, if you're going to be on the water and you're going to kill a fish and you're going to take that thing home, So many of those square, hard plastic things, the tail comes half out of the ice. You can't get it turned around right. And if you got something soft, imagine that you just put that fish in there. Because, guys, what you want to do if you're going to catch that fish, you're going to pay that money to go out there and do it. The first thing you want to do is cut the gills on the thing, bleed it out, and get it on an ice. And if you've got a soft cooler, you can actually mold the cooler That's to right. the fish.
2: That's
4: right.
3: And, you know, that's something so important. So many people don't realize that. They think they put it in one of these horrible white and blue coolers, which we all (laughs) know who I'm talking about. And they put them in. The head comes out one side. The tail comes out the other side. Guys, the only thing you're doing is keeping the rib cage cold. (laughs) It isn't working. You need something like these coolers. I mean, I'm a professional fisherman. I fish all over the world. That's what you need to have it. If you going to eat fish, Gris, that, that, if you're going to drink yeah. there, who cares? A cooler is a cooler. But if you're really going to do something and travel, you want something like mm-hmm. this.
2: Well, the other the other thing, uh, Griz, that's a great point. But when you get a a, a cooler that's a certain size, uh, and let's just say it's a half or you know a third full, uh, then you've got that big airspace that sucks up the the you know uh, that sucks up the cold. Where when you collapse it down, the cooler fits. Uh, the product inside, so it's extremely more efficient. But, uh, yeah, well,
7: that's what I was going say, you're actually product. molding the cooler to mm-hmm. your product. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and that's what, one of our designs, if you go online and check out our coolers. You know, we were the first one to come up with a design with these buckles on the side. So you fill up the cooler, you buckle it down, everything gets tight, and you press down on it, you get the air out of it. When there's no air in the cooler, the ice lasts longer. But it conforms to the product that's in there, whether it's a fish or uh um, drinks or whatever you have to uh to put in there and stuff so Mm -hmm. it makes it real real tight so when you're flying back and you have that 50 pounds of frozen fish everything in there is nice and tight you don't have to add any ice or anything you just Clap that thing down, and it'll, it'll last 24
2: hours, and that fish will still be frozen. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going up to Alaska, and when I go up there, you know, it's uh, you know, I'd like to bring back a cooler full of fish because you know you get that Alaskan halibut and, and the salmon. You know, it's uh, I know Grizz likes to catch and release, but you know they're they're registered and controlled. Uh, so if you want to bring a little bit back, well, John, don't
3: make me all too goody-goody. I like <laughs> I don't buy fish at the store. <laughs> <laughs> I go out there and catch fish. You know, my wife's always on my butt about that. You know, you're all fishing and there's no fish. Well, I always catch something to bring home, and I need a good cooler to do it in.
4: Yeah,
2: well, we might be able to do that. Oh, but anyway, what I was going to say, uh, Brian, is uh, hint, hint, I'm going to be going up to Alaska in about the next 10 days, so it sure would be we nice. We have a
7: package leaving today for you. Brian. <laughs> so you, should, you should be all set. We put some flyers in there for you also.
2: Oh, perfect. <laughs> so we'll have to get some down to Grizz to try out the down there, too.
7: Exactly. But, uh, you Another know the- thing that helps out on the boat is our coolers take up a lot less space than a hard cooler. So it doesn't matter what size boat you have. You can have a 20-footer or a 40-footer. Everyone's looking for space on a boat. Mm-hmm. So if you You're right. A and it takes up less space than a hard cooler and does just as good a job, and it doesn't move around or scratch up the boat. You know, it's a no-brainer.
2: Well, yeah, it's you know it slide, slides around, scratching the boat. And, but uh, anyway, you know something else that we haven't talked about. Uh, what about you know it's, a, it's an insulator and it holds the temperature, of whatever the product is. Now, is there occasions where someone might want to keep something hot? Let's just say you're a caterer, or you're going to a, a summer picnic and you're going to take your beans or whatever it is. How does it work for keeping things hot?
7: Well. I always tell people, insulation doesn't know hot and cold. It just keeps stuff insulated. So if you put warm stuff in there, it's going to keep it warm. Uh, just like you mentioned, you're going up to Alaska. Mm-hmm. For the last five or six years, uh, there's a lady up there that does the Iditarod right. dog race. Right, right. And she takes our coolers is keep
2: her Butcher? food
7: warm instead of being frozen.
2: Oh, so she packs it with her so that she's got yep. some warm meals.
7: Exactly. Keeps it warm, and she doesn't want the stuff to freeze. So, it'll is, that, is, that, is, so is that... It'll do either way, warm, warm or cold. We sell them to a bunch of restaurants. They put tamales in them and stuff like that. Uh, oh, yeah. Food. They work great.
2: There you go, there you go. So I could take some hot tamales to Alaska.
7: Yeah, absolutely, tamales <laughs> there and fish back. Yeah.
2: So,
7: well, you was, know, if so you get about that package and you go up there with some coolers, then uh, I'm sure you can stop on the way back down here and let me sample out some of that fish that you caught.
2: No, I think we can arrange that. <laughs> I think we can arrange that. Yeah. Uh, where are you located? Where are you located? Where's your fact? Your offices, Bob Ryan.
7: Uh, we're in Corona, California. Mm-hmm. So,
2: yeah, just close to LA. Mm-hmm. Yep.
7: Yep. Yep. Right in Corona.
2: Okay. Well, why don't you come on up with me? I got an extra bed.
7: <laughs> we'll see. Let me see. I got three kids that play sports. It gets hard. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. But uh, the other thing is, is if, I don't know, we're going to be talking some more about some tips on, on what to do and maybe even how to process. Now, Grizz had mentioned a couple of things, is that first thing you do is bleed them, gut them, and gill them, uh, and then cool them off as soon as you can and then, and then keep, them, keep them cold. It makes all the difference in the world. And, uh, you know, Grizz, years ago when I first started going down to Mexico, I don't want to tell you what we did. You know, they'd throw the, they had a canvas bag on the back of the boat. You throw the Dorado in there and the water temperature is uh, 88, air temperature is 98, and you bring them in and it just, you know, was not a good thing. So take, no, take care uh, of that the stuff. meat
3: is actually mush.
2: Yeah, take care of that stuff. But, uh, Brian, how do we get in touch with now. I think of it A.O. because it's American Outdoor Coolers. So, so it's A.O. Coolers.
7: Yeah, it's A.O. Coolers uh, dot com. Mm-hmm. Go onto our website. I think we have a Father's Day special going on now, so it's oh. on our website. We have deals on our website. It'll go for a
2: while.
7: Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, for doing them. And then uh, West Marine. So all across the oh, United yeah. States, you can go to West Marine store and uh, pick them up at any of the Fantastic. West Marine stores.
2: Fantastic. And like I said, they're not cheap, uh, but they're not that much different than one of the other hard-setting coolers that we've been yeah. talking about.
7: Oh, um, look, Johnny, that you're
3: going to spend that much money to go on a boat and yeah. fish, fish and do things, <laughs> spend you don't want yeah if you want something
2: that works. There you go. It's equipment. All right. We're going to have to get out of here, you guys. Uh, Brian, thanks for joining us. And, Grizz, we appreciate your help today. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com.
0: For your outdoor adventure in the West, calparksco.com is required. CalParks has 24 prime locations for camping, fishing, or boating. Shasta Trinity Recreation Area is breathtakingly beautiful with all amenities, offering the best camping in California. California's largest reservoir, Diamond Valley, is just 90 miles from Los Angeles or San Diego, designed for an incredible fishery. At Silver Falls Lodge in Oregon, no need to rough it. Stunning beauty and first-class accommodations. Whatever your desire, calparksco.com has
1: it.
4: Just like a watch us
2: like- Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hendigan in studio, and we have the grids and it looks like Brian Hatch is going to hang around for a couple of minutes with us and we've been talking about. But, uh, Brian, I, I think that uh, one of the things we want to touch on is, we, you know, we've talked about people that are serious anglers that are bringing catch home. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about a family, um, and let's get them down to the river or on the lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, what? You, you, we, we, just before we left, we talked about, you know, an insulator doesn't care if it's hot or cold, whatever it is, it keeps it that way. But, uh, you know, Grizz and I talked earlier about it's summertime, and <laughs> I, I like that. What was the thing said about the, uh, uh, the the best day of your life with an Xbox, Grizz?
3: Oh, well, yeah, it's like uh, you have a kid, and he's dad. And when the kid turns 30 years old, go to the kid and say, Hey, son, do you remember your best day on the Xbox? And he'll look at you stupid. And you say, do you remember your best day fishing with your dad? Oh, my God, yes, it was so big. We had so much fun so that's what it's about like I said get the kids away from the television the only show they should be watching on television is mine (laughs) (laughs) and then go now I want to touch something about coolers there's a part that nobody ever thinks about coolers everyone who whenever they go anywhere should have a cooler and they should have ice in it small, big or whatever but it's a first aid kit you fall down you injure yourself you need something cold to put on it you know, you get a snake bite. You don't cut a hole in your arm. You put ice on it to slow down the venom. Of. There's so many things oh. you should never go out in the woods, on the water, or anything without a cooler. And if you got a
7: flexible cooler, what more could you want? I, I think I got my new spokesman.
2: There you go. There you go. <laughs> I thought. Well, I thought you had your buddy suck the venom out, so I was wrong, that. <laughs>
7: No, only if it's you, John. Depends. Depends on where the we have I, a backpack cooler right. and, and what I do oh. and a lot of our customers do is when they when they fly somewhere they take the backpack cooler they put their yeah. cameras in there anything right. valuable and you use as a carry on it'll go right on the carry on on the plane and then when you get to your hotel or your destination. You take this stuff out and you go get yourself the, the beverage of uh, choice that you want. And, wow. and then you have it in your room or going oh, down to the
2: Brian, beach. Oh, you Brian, know, so now I want one of those, too.
7: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's a, the best one to travel with, you know. Yeah. So I, I have coolers. Whenever I travel, like um, Grizz says, wherever I go, there's a, there's always a cooler and, and drinks and stuff inside of it.
2: Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, the main thing is is that, you know, use them in, in the – this summer – As Greg says, you know, the best day on an Xbox is going to be soon forgotten. Yeah. But, uh, you know, get everybody out there, you know, women, children. And actually, one of the fastest growing um, uh, uh, in the fishing world, the fastest growing segment is women
3: there's another thing when you take your whole family out to go fishing or go out to the woods, whatever you're doing. Yeah. You don't have to worry about what gender you are. Everybody can go to the bathroom in the same Oh, place. yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: You mean you mean one one tree will take any sex, is that
3: it? That's right. There's no say, well, I feel like a woman today, so I'm going to go to that tree. But I feel like a man tomorrow. I'm going to go, God, that's so ridiculous. So when you go out there, you don't have to worry about what
7: bathroom you go to. <laughs> That
2: is true. Okay. All right. Well, let's get some of these uh, backpacks and gears and and uh, t- just just on a day trip, just if you want to take it out and get stuff hot on the way out and keep it cold on the way back. But Brian, we appreciate that. It's been a lot of no fun. No problem. And uh, if we always have fun with you. <laughs>
3: Well, I'm glad John. It's always a pleasure to be okay. on.
2: And then that's AO, like American Outdoor Coolers dot com. AO Coolers dot com. And the Grizz we want to go to is it ASOB Productions is a good one?
3: Yeah, ASOB Productions dot com. And you can see what we're doing. If you want to go to Facebook and my personal Facebook is Mike Ritz, or my fan is the Grizz Channel.
2: Okay, and fishtalkradio.com. Tune in and listen as many times gone, as you want. Thank you guys.
4: Gone fishing.